This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35-bag umbrella and all that thing there, Keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast. I think we got a problem. Yeah. Big money in this bitch if you didn't know. Big business minus the business suit. Even I look in the mirror like, is it you? Then I say, I must be the hottest if it isn't you. Hello and welcome back to episode 96 of this Unomics podcast. We are currently being serenaded by the sounds of Little Wayne, Young Jeezy, Trick Daddy for Rick Ross's luxury tax. We're talking tax season again, income tax specifically this week. So I had to get one of the greatest hip hop tracks of all time to bring us in. Final, final call out for tickets. Dysonomics Live, Dingwalls, Camden next week, March the 3rd. Make sure you get your tickets. There's still some tickets available. Goat Doll. You could get, you could get, you could come on a day actually. There'll be um, space on a day, hopefully. So make sure you arrive nice and early, 7 p.m. Sunday the 3rd of March. Also, Trending Sundays, every Sunday from March 24th, me and my dog, Big Man Yus, referring a little soiree at Jabato in Camden as well. Easy to get to from 6 to 12 on a Sunday. Drinks, food, games, good music, vibes. You can meet your wife or husband, meet a networking partner or just have some good time. So make sure you grab your tickets on shubs.com, trending Sundays on Instagram. But yeah, this week we're talking income tax. Thank you, Rick Ross. And let's go. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's live. Hello, welcome back to episode, I think, 96 of the Dysonomics podcast. Tax season again. We're talking specifically income tax, income tax, income tax. So many of us who have been unfortunate to have to work a day job or maybe a nighttime job have this annoying thing that comes out of our payslip called um, income tax. Income tax is a certain percentage of your income they have to pay regularly to the government, unfortunately. So depending on where you are in the world, you have different income tax rates. Some people are lucky enough to pay low income tax and we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. So, by law, taxpayers must file an income tax annually to determine their tax obligation. Income taxes are a source of revenue for the government. They're used to fund public services, pay, pay off government obligations and provide goods for citizens. So, the streetlights, the NHS, um, firemen, police service, teachers, these things are funded via taxes. In terms of paying off government obligations, they could be certain debts and obviously provide goods for citizens. Citizens, sorry. Most countries employ a progressive income tax system. A progressive income tax system is when the higher income earners pay a higher tax rate compared to their lower counterparts. So the more income you earn, you're likely to pay a higher proportion, percentage proportion of your salary than the people who earn slightly less than you. 
The United States imposed their first ever income tax during the war in 1812. And its original purpose was just to fund the, rep- the repayment of $100 million, $100 million debts incurred from war-related expenses. So obviously they'll borrow money to pay for guns, food, weapons, all that type of stuff. So they're like, yo, I can't lie, you man have to run run us some change because it's tight out here. We, we, we owe people pee. After the, the war, the tax was repealed and then reinstated during the early 20th, the early 20th century. So that's fire in Vestopedia. So here's some of the things that you will pay tax on. Money you earn from employment. So let's say you work at Starbucks and you work 40 hours a week, you'll pay some um, income tax on that money you earn. Profits you make if you're self-employed, including from services you sell through websites or apps. So let's say if you're an influencer, podcaster, YouTuber, um, you have your own PR company or you're a self-employed contractor, you pay um, corporation tax. So you, so when you calculate all the money you've earned and, and you minus all your expenses, if you have a profit left over, you'll pay a tax on that profit number. So let's say you earn £30,000 in a year, your costs were 5,000, so you have 25, so you have a 25 grand worth of profit and you'll pay a percentage on that 25 grand. Um, you pay things on some state benefits, most pensions, including state pensions, company and personal pensions, and retirement annu- annuities. I can't say that word properly. So you'll pay a certain um, tax on your pension and all those things there. Rental income, the money you chop from people renting your properties, unless you're living landlords and then you get less than the rent um, and you get less than the room rent a room limit. So if you're under that limit, you don't have to pay tax. But if you're above that limit, you have to pay tax on how much you are above that limit. The benefits you get from a job. So it could be your work paying for a taxi, um, your work paying for meals, your work um, finding gym. Those are things that you, that the company or yourself can pay tax on potentially. Uh, income tax from a trust. Like if you've got like a young trust fund. Interest on your savings over your savings allowance. So I think it's like... 15. Just under 18 grand, anything above that, you're potentially paying, no, not potentially, you will be paying um, tax on that. Some of the f- These are some of the things you do not pay tax on. The first one grand worth of self in- self-employment income, this is called your trading allowance. The first grand of income from property for your rent, unless you're using a rent a room scheme. Income from tax exempt accounts like in like ISAs, dividends from company shares under your dividends allowance. So the money, let's say you own shares in a company and they give and they break your dividends. Oh yeah, we've made a certain amount of money this year. Here's your dividend. If it's under a certain allowance, you won't pay tax on it. Some state benefits, premium bundle, natural lottery wins. I receive a reduced name. Rent you get from a lodge in your house that's below a below the rent a room limit. Cool. So you might have heard of something called personal allowance. And when you're hearing the autumn statement, when they're talking about the budget or you're looking at your payslip, you see personal allowance. Most people in the UK get a personal allowance of tax-free income. This is the amount of income you can have before you pay any tax. How much income tax you pay each year, and when I say each year, that's each tax year. So that's from April to the end of March. And 
this is how much of your income is above your personal ta- personal allowance and how much of your income falls within each tax band. There is a few tax bands where once you move from one tax band to another, the rates of taxation increases while well, you're moving up. The standard personal allowance that we pay in the UK, well, up until the end of March, is 11850 where you pay no tax as of... The beginning of April, you be um, it goes up to twelve thousand five hundred, so that is the taxable income we pay zero percent on. Then there's a thing called the basic rate tax, and okay, we we'll use the current figures just for now. But from eleven thousand eight hundred fifty-one pounds to forty-six thousand three hundred fifty percent, from three hundred fifty pounds, you pay a twenty percent on that income you earn from eleven grand to forty-six, and then there's the higher rate from forty-six thousand pounds upwards to up to £150,000, the, the income you earn in that brand, in that bracket, you pay 40% tax on. And then for those fortunate enough to earn this much, but unfortunately because you have to pay it, there's an additional rate of 45% for any income earned above £150,000 in a tax year. So that's not. The personal income tax rate in the United Kingdom stands at 45%. Personal income income tax rate um, average 42.5% from 1995 up until 2018, reaching an all-time high of 50% in 2010 and a record low of 40% in 1996. So you're seeing how the tax kind of just goes up and down over time. And that just obviously depends on the political parties that are reigning that, that time period. So there was a quite interesting report um, from the Guardian, shout out Michael for busting this information. Um, in 2017, on British people earning 25,000, 40,000, 100,000 pounds, and they compared to, and they compared them to similar earners in Europe and the United States, and look at the potential differences. So, in the UK, earning 25 racks a year after tax, you're getting about 20, 20,000 pounds, 20,279 pounds. So that's like a tax rate of 18.9%. If it's 40,000, you're getting 30 grand after tax. That's at 24, basically that's 25% tax. And 100 grand, you're getting 65,000 pounds or 66 almost. That's like a tax rate of a third, just of a third. So think about it. You earn a thousand, you earn 100,000 pounds, but you're taking home 65. Crazy, right? Now, if we compare that to France, remember I said in the UK, if you earn 25 grand, you're taking home just over 20. In France, you'll be taking over, taking home just over 17%. And for 40 grand in the UK, if you're taking home, you'll be taking home from 30 grand. In France, you're taking over, taking home 23. So that's like a tax rate of 41%. And this is the worst one. <laughs> in France, remember in the UK when I said if you're taking home 100k, your after tax, you're chopping 66 grand. France, 41 a tax rate percent of 59.4%. This is extraordinarily high tax rate, but it should really be viewed as a tax plus pension contributions. The French pay no income tax on the first 9,710 euros, but then 14% on sums of up to 26,000 euros. After that is a 30% tax rate through to 71,898 euros. These, are, these rates are lower than the corresponding 20 to 40% rates. 
but the huge difference in social security contributions, which are vastly higher and more complex in the UK, but they have via much, much higher welfare benefits. So if you want to have a better welfare system, you have to pay considerably more income tax. Now, Spain, if you're earning 25 grand, you're taking home, you're taking home 20 £1,812, which is slightly higher than the UK of £20,400. If you're taking home, if you're earning 40 grand, you're taking home, you're taking home 31k, which is about £500 more than the UK. And if you're earning um, 100 grand, you're taking home £65,700, which is actually lower than the UK. So they're taxing a higher band more in Spain, but the lower bands are slightly more beneficial. Spain tax rates are effectively similar to UK. It's relatively low on the low rate of tax, but higher on the higher earners, which may explain why Madrid has emerged as a surprise competitor to France, Frankfurt and Dublin for Brexit fleeing banks. Each um, autonomous region of Spain has its own tax rates, which figures above calculated somebody living in Barcelona. The highest combined state and regional tax is around 48%, which is very, very high. Now, if we compare to Germany, <clears throat> remember in the UK, 25 grand, take home 20,400. Germany, 18,900. Remember in the UK, take home four, you earn 40, you take home 30,400. In Germany, you take home 27. And in the UK, you take home about 66 after earning 100 grand. In Germany, you take home 61. So they have even, high, they have even higher tax rate in the UK for the highest earners. The basic rate of income tax earns are pretty similar, but workers pay extra 10% on state pensions, 8% for health, 1.5% for unemployment cover, and 1% for care insurance. This adds up to more, a lot more than our national insurance. So Germany, um, public services and welfare payouts are, are much superior. The big shot for British taxpayer in the country's church tax so that's 8 or 9% of income paid, depending on which part of um, Germany you live in. Under German law, anyone who's been baptised is automatically a member of the church and obliged to pay the tax, irrespective of their beliefs or not. Individuals can formally renounce their church membership and stop paying these tax, but they risk losing access to some of the country's best schools and childcare facilities. Because so a catch-22, do I say, mm, fine, man's not even riding with God and that? to save some tax, but then again, you'll be excluded from some of the best schools and some of the best childcare facilities. So essentially, you can't escape earning the better bits of um, public sector benefits without paying the tax. Now, if we look at Sweden, remember, take home 25 grand, no, earn 25 grand in the UK, you take home 20.4. You take home 19.5 in Sweden. Earn 14 UK, you take home 30.7. Similar, in Sweden, you take home 30 grand. Now, in the UK, again, earn 100, take home 66. Earn 100 grand in, in Sweden, you take home 55. A whopping tax rate of 45%. Sweden have a very small personal allowance and then pay taxes averaging 32% on incomes up to 39,000. And then a rise into 52% on incomes up to 57,000 with a top rate of 57%. That is, is the, nearly the highest in the whole of the EU. 25% VAT here is 20%. But there's a broad for sort of, there's a massive support for the welfare um, system in Sweden, 
with pensions that pay up to 60% of a person's final salary. So that's quite similar to the UK's defined, um, defined contribution. Check out my personal, my pension um, podcast with Ola um, from Tag Me In Podcast. Is it Tag Me In Podcast? Or did I make that up? But check it out. There is very, very high um, sense of paying more tax for better public services. So that's why Sweden, the tax rates are crazy like that. But there's support for it. And there's a church and burial tax, which is another 1.2, 1 to 2% of income. Now, if we're looking at the States, United States of America, 25, if you earn 25,000, you take home 19, which is less than the UK. Earn 40, you take home 30, in around the same. And 100 grand take home 65.8, which is in around the same. The precise tax comparisons are difficult in the US because there's numerous federal states, federal taxes, state taxes, local tax rates, and equally wide range deductions and allowances. So in America, it gets complex. I'm sure those listeners who've been to America, you've seen, oh, this costs like $10. Let me go buy it. Then, like, then they slap on taxes at the end. You're like, rah, I went from $10 to 14 or something crazy like that. New York um, State, from comparison, where the state taxes are relatively high, they help maintain, explain why discovery of people that earn low earners seem to see more of the income disappear in tax than those in the UK, whereas the higher earners are taxed a bit more lightly. State and local sales taxes in New York City are at 8.875%, which is a lot lower than 19 to 25% of that around the, around the EU. However, property taxes are relatively high in the US. And homeowners, homeowners sorry, in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area are taxed five to seven grand a year. That's why you see um, like the Manhattan region, all those places very, very high in terms of prices. Cool. There's a thing called the, the, the Layfair Curve, and I might have explained on my podcast before. The Layfair Curve is the relationship between economic activity and the rate of taxation, which suggests that there's an optimum tax rate to maximise the amount of revenue you get. Obviously, you do not want to tax your workers in your economy 100% because they won't work. Why am I going to work 40 hours and see nothing? So there's, there's clean and optimal amount where anything below or above this amount won't get the same amount of money. When I say amount, sorry. Anything above this tax rate or below this tax rate will not bring me in the, uh, the amount of money in terms of tax receipts. So this is the best rate I could use. Though this concept refers that a tax rate could, a tax rate cut, so when you reduce the tax rate, could lead to an increase in tax revenue or a decrease in tax revenue, depending on where you, whether you've passed that point on the curve. So if you've gone past the optimal tax rate, a decrease in tax will likely lead to more money you earn. Well, if you're below this point on the tax curve, an increase in tax will likely lead to more money you earn. So it starts from a premise where if tax rates are 0%, the government gets zero revenue. Like, if you're not taxing nobody or nothing, where's the government eating for? Eating from? Well, if you tax 100%, then the government will also get nothing, as I said. Ain't no point working, dog. One study from economists suggests that the marginal income tax rate of 70% is considered a level at which the Lafer curve starts to work. In other words, income tax rates are 80%, they're cut to ten to seventy percent. Incentive of the the incentive effect may increase total tax revenue. So, 
Analysis behind tax increases. Higher tax rates do not necessarily cause people to work fewer hours. Firstly, there are two main factors that will influence a worker's decisions to work more or less. Substitution effect. So if higher tax lead to lower wages, the work becomes relatively less attractive than leisure. The substitution effect of higher tax rate is that workers will want to work less because I'm rather be at home, be with my family, go out to eat, go to the gym, you know, and listen to music than work because the more I work, I'm, I'm getting taxed more. Also, the income effect. If higher tax lead to lower wages, then workers may feel the need to work longer hours to maintain its target level of income. Therefore, income effect means that higher tax may mean some workers feel the need to work longer just to make up for that um, loss in the money that they're being taxed on. Therefore, there are two competing effects, the substitution effect and income effect. It depends on which effect is stronger. In the real world, workers may be tied to contracts. So if tax go up, many workers may not have the luxury of working less. So if your contract is, say, 9 to 5, tax go up or down, my dog, you're still working 9 to 5. Especially if you don't get paid overtime. So, you may ask, why might the total amount of money the government received from tax fall if I increase tax? Because surely if I increase tax, I'm getting a higher rate and people pay me more, right? Well, if you increase the tax rates, it might increase the, the rate of tax avoidance. Now, what is tax avoidance? Tax avoidance is where people just like, okay, cool. I'm going to do whatever I can legally to not pay this amount of tax. So there's a great incentive to seek out tax relief, which may, um, you, may make the uh, max use of tax allowances. An example of, um, of a tax release is spending money on charity and stuff like that. Greater incentive to evade taxes. Evading of taxes is legal, is illegal. So just not declaring, let's say you're, a, you're self-employed, you're not declaring your income. So let's say you're running events, you're making 30 racks a year from income, and you're not declaring it, that's tax evasion. Also, the possible disincentive effects in the labour market. So depending on which taxes have been increased, you might, it might disincentivize the labour market to even work like that. Some of the critique of the labour curve is that it doesn't really take into account the motivate the multi-value tax rates. Simply the fact that tax any tax increase rate, any tax, any increase in tax rates, sorry, people, to a certain percentage may not necessarily equate to the same revenue as decrease the tax rate. Also, the curve doesn't take into, effect, take into account that you could avoid tax rates at any level. There's also assumption that an increase in tax, a tax increase in revenue from tax um, cuts will likely lead to more jobs. This necessarily isn't true in today's environment. Now, I'm going to briefly talk about Taxation United um, Emirates, the closest podcast, to, to kind of leave the listeners thinking, hmm, could this be implemented in the UK? There's currently no personal income tax in United Arab Emirates, so the buy and demand there. There's no individual tax registration or reporting obligations. Most Emirates impose a rental tax and rules may different. So renting a property in Dubai might be a 5% annual tax on the bill for the residential tenants. Dubai also enjoys, um, Dubai residents enjoy tax, tax rental fee income, no stamp duty, no tax or no cap on capital gains at all or inheritance. So if, if your parents or grandparents die in Dubai, there's no inheritance tax. 
if you're earning money from your stocks and shares, there's no inheritance. There's no capital gains tax, which is fantastic, obviously. Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, the Vice President and Prime Minister of United Arab Emirates and the ruler of Dubai, stated that the country will never adopt income tax as, as a way to tackle the deficit. Alcohol is heavily taxed, so it's 50% if you bring it into the, into the country and another 30% if you have a liquor license. What's more, your tax on any visitor hotel in Dubai adds 10% on top of your bill. And they've also recently added VAT. So for those in Dubai, it's a different ball game. Very, very different ball game. I'd love to do like a mini tax series. So anybody who works in tax or has any information on tax, please, please hit me up. But that's it for this week's podcast, a short and sweet analysis of income tax. I saw quite a few people talk about it this week. So I thought it would give people more information about how income tax work. Have a good week. Don't forget, Dysonomics Live, March the 3rd, make sure you get your tickets. And for March the 24th, trending every Sunday in Jabato in Camden, £8 tickets. Make sure you come here, shake a leg, play some games, eat some good food, have a drink, meet new people. Until next week, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.